he's he's an OG. I ain't worried about him anyways. Like it's the rest of these people you got to explain some shit to. You gotta explain shit to Larry sometimes too, because Larry Larry be acting like he don't know what he, like he don't know what we talk about, but he know exactly what the fuck we be talking about. He was just trying to make us feel good. Like, no, nah, no, nah, explain that to me, young man. You know, explain no, it. I mean, I, I, I'd rather have an understanding. It's, it's always better to understand than necessarily be understood, brother. Sometimes it's also about getting perspective, because I find myself right. doing that, too. I got to see why you think the way that you think about right. whatever it was but that, that you said. That, you. that falls in line with the understanding. Yeah. Got to understand. Look, look Larry, I, I can see this already. Larry about to be a wise old man this entire before, podcast. Before you so, say, so I disagree, I, you should be able to say, I understand. <laughs> so am I supposed to be like just the dollar clown? Eddie, just come on this bitch and just, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were expecting? That's why I'm mad with it. With it. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. Get out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab, get it? That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's where I'm mad. Okay, you chasing clock on no way your shit turn. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's I'm gonna get a trouble podcast. Your boy Eddie Lyle. Serge G is in the building. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Lloyd Lee's at work for some reason. And then we got uh we got we got we got we got, we got, we got well, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I don't know. Like it, it, the OG, the the mentor, the 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 shitter owner, the, 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 the voice, the call the voice of Baltimore, the, <laughs> the you know, the radio host. <laughs> Eddie, where you get the shitter owner from? Like that's not even the shitter owner. That's you, but you you shit on me all the time, bro. Eddie, that applies to you. The shitter owner, you love shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to do the shit last night. Ladies and gentlemen, no. Larry Lancaster, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for those in audio land, since Eddie never got it out, thank you for coming to the I show, couldn't. Larry. Thank, thank you for having me, man. Y'all look like a bad cop show. Like that's <laughs> See what I'm saying? See what I said? See what I'm saying? For it. This look like uh, this is all he do, bro. A low budget. He was remake. sucking us in. Yeah, it's like a low budget remake of uh, a Rush Hour Two or some shit. Like Rush Hour Six, they couldn't get Jackie Chan or Chris Tucker, so they just had to settle for y'all. Damn, <laughs> even the Asian dude with white face. Yeah, the Asian dude. <laughs> Bro, listen, yo, listen. Last night was it was I did not shit on anybody last night. Okay. All right. I I no no no. I even let the one person that you trying to say I I shit on. I even let that I even let that situation die off because I could tell that it wasn't going to be it was either going to become a teachable moment or angry moment and neither one of them I felt like dealing with. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not nah, I'm not a shit I just at the end of the day, bro, like if something happens, I got to call it out. I feel if, like, like I feel like Eddie restarted what he was going to say four times, which is indicative of a lie. Larry, tell us what actually happened. I want to know who, who's all, this guy shitting on. I, I want to make sure what, who, what the hell Eddie talking about. First. <laughs> <laughs> which part are you talking about last night? You talking you about was, the... Yeah. You fucking with D-Lo. I wasn't even fucking with... D-Lo came at me. No, nah, you took a hat, yo, and turned it around. Damn. <laughs> I <ain't> even, <laughs> Yo, that shit was just, it was a small gesture, but it was real fucked up. Like, it was so small. <laughs> Damn. But it was hilarious to me, though. 
Look, you know why? Because D-Lo always messes with me, yo. Mm -hmm. D-Lo messes with me all the fucking time. D-Lo fucks with me. She fucks with me. Exactly. So sometimes I'll be like, since you wanted a bruh, let me do some bruh shit to you. Yeah, that was some bruh shit. That's what made it even that more funny. (laughs) She was standing there. I was just like, what up, D-Lo? How you feeling, yo? And turned her head around. (laughs) That's not what you said, but okay. That's a, I did. What did I say? Yo, you know what you said. Yo. I thought I said, I said, what's up? And then I turned the no, head around. You was like, hey, nigga. you said, hey, nigga, and turned the head around. <laughs> See, and he's always thing. leaving out details right. as to why she we said the same thing, yo. We said the same thing. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Thing. So what no. were you talking about initially, the teachable moment? Oh, young man that was sitting down. Oh, in but, the corner. Uh, with, yeah, uh, I'm uh, not gonna mention his name. The yeah, one of the comedians. Yeah, what happened? That was gonna be my question. Was he a comedian? Yeah, it was a yeah. comedian. And okay, I guess you right. were what happened at Nottingham's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I just want. I want to be clear. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. The point of the matter is this, right? The point of the matter is this. In comedy, Larry, and you can speak to this, right? Without bringing up the, the specific situation. Right. When shit happens in comedy, if it happens inside of the comedy world, if you don't want it to happen, then you probably shouldn't let it happen. It's that simple. Because if it happens, it's always going to be brought up for the rest of your comedic life. Is that True. is that fair to say? Pretty much. I mean, comics have pretty good memories, and yeah. we like to fuck with each other. And this is the thing I learned. Everybody has their turn. Everybody's turn comes around. Right. And you just got to weather the storm. And then when it's somebody else's turn, then they talk about some other shit. Right. And if you don't want to join in, then don't join in. What happens is something can happen and it seems really important and significant in that moment. But a couple of months from now, no one fucking remembers. But when it comes time for your turn, you're exactly right. All you can do is weather the storm. Like... Too many people try to lash out at that point, and right. all you're gonna do is it's just prolonged. expose more weaknesses right. and, and drag it out. Right. Just you tuck, can. go to the fetal position emotionally and verbally, and then just wait. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's all you can do. Just okay, it's my turn. I'm gonna go ahead and take these lickings, just like I did when it was somebody else's turn. We were out. We were. Right. Do you feel? Do you feel like as a as an OG, Larry? Do you feel like you still have those moments, or do you feel like as an OG, you're like, no, I know I can shut some shit down immediately at any point. Well, that was a time when when I was ego more ego driven, and I felt like I had to do that. And now it's just like, eh. You know, when you're not operating so much out your ego, you can let shit roll off your back. Mm. And you don't always feel the need to respond or defend yourself um, or prove yourself. So right. I'm, I'm at the point Thanks. now where I really don't have to prove myself. I measure when I speak. I measure what I get involved in. And I just try to do things a certain way so it's good energy sent out. And generally speaking, it's good energy returned. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, like we we have the one thing I have. I was me and Tink was talking about this. Mm. One thing I noticed about you, Larry, is we'll make we only thing we can make fun of Larry for is being Larry. It's kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's, like, it's like half the shit that we be making fun of Larry. Like we'll be making fun of his outfits, but all of us wish say. we had this nigga's outfits. Like like that was one point of last night. Mm. We literally was making fun of 
Larry's outfits. And everybody was like, D-Lo, you just tried to dress like Larry last week. D-Lo tried to dress like Larry every other day. <laughs> no, it's, it, the, the, the kick to it is, right, like with you, what I started noticing, right, in Jones sessions, you don't really fry people too hard. Like yeah. you'll say a quick jab, and then you be right. like, "All right, let's move on." Because I, I used to be that guy. Like that's how I actually started doing comedy. Is you know I was the Jonah. Like I could clear a corner like the fucking police. So that's all we did, right? And so then I found myself doing that in my stand up, and I wasn't focusing on material. I wasn't, fo you know. So it's like, okay, right. I know cracking on people is my strong point. So why work on that? Work on my weakness, which is connecting to a, a room full of strangers about giving topics. So I started right. focusing on that more and I saved the, 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 the humiliation for hackers. And even now being older, wiser, again, about the energy that you return. I'm even right. careful about destroying hecklers because sometimes that energy turns against you. The crowd feels uncomfortable. You know, you just never know. So I, I, I try to avoid that shit now. Yeah, I, mean, I remember the hideout. I don't know if you remember the show. It was one show at the hideout that you did. And I think it was just like it was a full room, but they didn't want to laugh. And it wasn't like they it wasn't like nobody was fun. It was just like literally they and you got on stage. You was like, listen, I'm not about to fight with y'all. Like, uh -huh. like y'all either gonna laugh, you're not gonna laugh. I'm gonna right. fucking do this. And then you fried the chick like that because she was the main culprit. She just was staring at people like mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't understand people like that. Why right, do you pay money that, to just he, sit there like right. that and be miserable? One girl did it to fun. Rob Gordon. And when, when we opened for Tori Hart, she did it to Rob Gordon the entire time. Every time he stepped on stage, she made it a point. Because uh, come to find out, you know, she maybe knew him from a previous time. You know, not my business, whatever. But anyways, he just <laughs> crossed her arms and just stared, right? Like, I don't, you paid money for this? <laughs> so what? basically what Terrence kind of told us was like, he low-key fucked her <laughs> and then she showed up at the show and stalked that. That's, that's what I got from that. <laughs> when you, I don't know if he knew him from a previous life or some shit. Right, bro, like, <laughs> yeah. what is your, you dry snitching ass motherfucker? <laughs> hey, man. I try to tread lightly. I realized yeah, he, he, I, hey, Eddie, he did, but we just we just made the splash for him. Just, yeah, yeah, no, because it, it was there. It was like it was one of them joints that like the it was the coconut on the tree that's about to fall. But you so you try not to walk underneath the tree. Nah, nigga, the tree there. Just bump yeah. it. Let that is shit. This, don't let it kill nobody. Just push the tree and the coconut fell. Is this, <laughs> is this one of those moments where it's my turn? I'm about to just shrivel up. Shit. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't but, do no relationship shit on here, bro. Even when I when I get on people, I try not to be mean spirited about it, so they can still laugh at themselves and give them a way out. Because sometimes right. that's the thing you got as a comment. You always want to get a person a way out. Because right. once you back somebody in a corner, now they have to kind of go through you to get out. And so I always get a person a way out. So you mean like, what do you mean in a sense of way out? Like you just make fun of them so they can laugh it off and keep it moving. Well, or... you do it in such a way where you first of all, like again, you're not mean spirited. People can tell keep it you're light spirit. You keep it lighthearted. You keep it funny. Um, and then at some point, you know, oh, oh man, I'm just fucking with you. You know, I don't want to. I don't want you to choke me when we get outside. You know, you kind of right, right, right. At I fried them. Now I'm gonna say, all right, come on, big guy, don't kill me. You know, and that kind of like gives them a chance to push the reset button. Right. I've seen comments go and spend 30 minutes on a person. Yeah, and then at yeah. that point, 
Like, what what the fuck you want the person to do at that point? Right, yeah. right, 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 right. You know what right, I mean? Right. Even as comics, we like, all right, motherfuckers, other people around that you can talk about. Like, you spent 30 minutes on me. That's one of the things I forgot what comic I had to say that to. Because they were at my show, and then they, like, literally tried to join on somebody. They only had a 10-minute set, and, like, they tried to join on somebody for, like, five or six minutes. And, like, and I, like, gave them the light. And they was like, yo, my time not up. And, like, dog, you really want to have this conversation right now? Right. Like, you know how I am, Larry. Like, certain shit, like, I'm like, oh, if we want to have this conversation, we can have this conversation. Right, right. Like, I don't right. give a fuck who's around. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't want to have this conversation right now, I, I'm going to give you an out, like you said. I'm right. going to say something that's like, hey, you know how it is. Right? right. That's your out. Leave that's it alone. Leave it alone. If you yep. push any more, then it's like, get the fuck off my stage. Off my know? stage. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you never, like, you never know who you're talking to, right? Like, And, and that's a good point, Terrence, because sometimes you go and do these rooms, the person could be a, a crowd favorite. It could be right. somebody's auntie, and she got all her right. nephews in there, and now they want to kick your ass. You just... Like you just, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a landmine. It's a it's a minefield when you're doing that. Because there was one time, DC, you you get a lot of big names through DC, Baltimore, all of that. And one time I was at a show, and one of the individuals that was kind of the subject of of people poking at, um, I ended up going up there and just poking, being very lighthearted. I was like, I don't want nothing. I'm not gonna go like the other people do. Come to find out, it was Darrell Coley. The boxer, yeah, and I was like, right. I, I'm super happy I didn't say right. anything to piss this oh, dude off boy. because that's, that's I don't give a guy. damn if he's 46 or 47, he's still gonna whoop my ass up once. Yeah, he's a boxer. I actually, yeah, I boxer. actually met Daryl. Um, that's my guy too. He's a good guy. Good people. I good met people. him at Martinis. He used to go to come to Martinis a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and he, he he I became one of his favorites, right? And so mm. he would always hit me up when he, you know, when uh, you you gonna be here, Slim? You gonna be here, Champ? Mm. You know they call you Championship. Yeah. And, and yeah, he's still in good shape, and he'll still knock your ass out. I about to say he still looked like he had it on that day. So I just went by, and and I looked. <laughs> Somebody's like, "That's Darrell Cole." I was like, "But if you if you saw him, you would never know he was a Championship boxer. He just looked like a regular guy." Yeah. yeah. Very unassuming. He's not like he, he don't walk a certain way. He don't carry himself a certain way. He's, when I met him, because I was sitting there yucking up with him afterwards, he's soft spoken enough to where you're mm-hmm. like, there's, I, I would think nothing of this dude. Right. And if I cross paths with him, I don't want those hands. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've definitely the ones that you got to be wary of. And I swear to God, I, I, and I'm really good with them. But I've seen it go so far left with other people. And luckily for me, it hasn't. Is the white girls, especially in this area, mm. the white girls from Dundalk that hang around all the black people. Oh my God. Oh, they gotta show you. They gotta that's, show, your, they, that's your kryptonite, Eddie. Bro, nigga. <laughs> I, no, 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 I'm good with them. They not, I've never seen that's I'll say it like this. I'm good with them, but I've seen a couple people fail at trying to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like they've been being picked on all of their life, bro. You don't pick on the people that's been picked on all of their life. They got the comeback for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? That ain't my kryptonite. My kryptonite is old black women. Because I've Yo, that's mine too. <laughs> Larry, that's your Yo, whole damn audience. That's your whole damn you crowd. That's why he don't make fun of them. <laughs> I know black woman to shut the fuck up. Because they they, yeah. they at that point in their life where they like, listen, 
I done been through five abusive relationships. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm reclaiming my motherfucking uh, uh, self-esteem now, and ain't nobody going to tell me what the fuck to do ever again. And they take a stand oh, at the conference. Yeah, older black women are the worst sometimes, especially when they got a couple of drinks in them. They don't want the shit you got to say. And they they got to get the last word. And if you and, and like the, the thing with the thing with me with them is is not it's really like so nobody try to take us out of context. We're not really it's really not about the race. It's really older women, no, but the, the older black women are just a little bit we're more talking about stereotypes because I would say the white the white girl that's in charge of the bachelorette party. She's right. the other, she she's the opposite oh, yeah, end of that yeah, spectrum, yeah, yeah. Right. right? There's spectrums. She's the representative on the other end because the white girl that's in charge of the bachelorette parties is the worst human being because she's usually, it's unfortunate, true, that she's probably the most attractive of her circle and she fucking knows it. So she acts that way because she ain't married yet. She's got a shit ass attitude more often than not. But then they get drunk and she's just Yo, in charge hey, of everybody and everything. Hey, Lurt, is it just me or is Terrence talking about like his merch? Like, is he talking about his wedding? <laughs> but Eddie, you talking back about, to you your call my wife a bitch? Because you, you tried to, no, Eddie tried to back out of the shit he said about old black. I definitely did. Don't back out definitely of the did. shit. I definitely did. Stand by what you said. I'm so happy Terrence cut you off. No. This all goes up unedited, Eddie. Unedited. Uncut. Listen, listen. I'm not trying to back out of it. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I'm scared of him, right? And mostly, I want to make it a race thing. I can hear the hate mail coming now. You was best with you. Exactly. Exactly. What the fuck you mean? And the, the whole time, man. they right. probably thought it was going to be me that dropped the racial hate. Your, and the your, whole time, it was Eddie. Your older black woman. What the That's why I'm scared mean? of him. Right. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> as it's like, dude, my mom came to see me one time. And, and one time. She surprised me. So she, actually, she came to my shows twice since mm -hmm. I've been doing comedy in 10 years. The first time she came, I was a year. I was green. I was a year in. Right? And I cuss my ass off. Right. Normally right. what you do when you just starting because you're kind of nervous, you're searching for the right vocabulary. And you yep. Exactly. So she didn't come no more. And then two years ago, she came for my birthday. I had a show around my birthday, but I didn't promote it as a birthday show. Mm. And she was so happy I wasn't going on stage. Bruh, like, because <laughs> my mom prays for me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to shows, because she's like, I hope you don't say nothing that's going to send you away from God, Eddie. And they're like, nigga, that's exactly how she talks to me. <laughs> this is not a joke. <laughs> like, like, she's scared I'm going to say something, right? That's just going like, <laughs> kick me from the gates of heaven. <laughs> so so she, she probably think the places that you play in are like houses of ill repute or some shit like you know how back in the day when people used to go to like rock and roll shows and like you down there listening to the devil, right? Right, right. She thinks she think everybody's fucking Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and, and Red Fox, and we drink, we do cocaine, and what? And she, like, I'm like, Ma, had the com a lot of comics don't do any of this shit. Like, right. I'm just being real with you. Like, you know, I, but Literally so every time I get the old black cat. lady in the crowd, I be like. Fuck, I gotta watch what I say because I don't want her to stop praying for me. Mm -hmm. 
And you sure don't want to go in on the old black lady. That'll sure get you a one way right. ticket to hell. Exactly. But I've seen I've seen comics do it and get away with it. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Ain't my cup of tea. I, like, I don't call women bitches from stage. Like, I'll talk about a bitch from the stage, but I won't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that either. I, 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 I can't say I've never done it. Same, um, but, but I, I like to do I, it. I, I didn't like myself when I did it. And I'm going to tell you something. One time I did it, and I didn't even realize that I did it. Mm. It was, um, I was at, you remember I used to do this jazz spot, 347. And there was yes. an old black lady in there. And she talked the whole fucking show. Mm. Right, and we tried to ignore her, and then of course when I said something to her, she ah, she wanted to go back and forth with the attitude, Ooh. and I was like, I was when I was actually demolishing her, but even demolishing her, she still wouldn't shut up, and that's when I kind of if I'm if I'm demolishing you and you still keep going, then at that point you're like embarrassment proof, right? So I'm just not even going to engage you at that point, and I said something like. I didn't realize I said it at the time, but it was told back to me by my friend Michelle. And I said, this bitch, right? (laughs) And I thought I said it to myself. And I used to just think some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But obviously I said, and so that gave her even more fear. You ain't got to call me no bitch. And I'm like, ma'am, I didn't call you a bitch. Like I was going back and forth with her for like 10 minutes trying to tell this lady I ain't and I I was convincing. That the audience started siding with me like he didn't call you a bitch. And then Michelle, <laughs> up, and Michelle was like, You calling her a bitch? And I was like, yeah, really? She said, Yeah. And she said, You such a fucking cult leader that the crowd believed you and made and said you did. You called her a bitch. I heard you say and they I said, called no, you a cult leader. <laughs> yeah. She was like, she was like, he got y'all so fucking wrapped around his finger. Y'all went right with the shit. And say he oh and, and so Michelle Michelle commences to demolishing the lady, right? Uh, but she did wow. it in that Claire Huxtable way where it was just so classy, so on point that she couldn't even say anything back to her, right? She kind of chastised me for calling the lady a bitch, but then she went in on the lady for being a bitch without calling her that. And I just really appreciated her mastery of how she dealt with that situation. But I really didn't think that I called her that. I really thought, I thought it, but I didn't, I had no idea that I had actually said it out loud because in my right frame of mind, I would have never done it. Right. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've, I think I've done, I've, I don't think I've ever called a female in the audience a bitch while on stage, even for wizard. But I don't really deal with hecklers like that. Yeah. I, like, I, you know I, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was, I had a reputation for killing her. See, I, I and I never wanted it, right? I'm good at freestyling, but I hate I hate dealing with hecklers. But that's the thing; I, I don't think I don't nobody it wants it. It's just it, it's like people bring it to you, and you either get ran off the stage, or you you sometimes you're in a spot where you got security, and they might go tell the person, "Okay, you had enough to shut the fuck up." But in most right. cases, we don't have that luxury. You're you're kind of forced to deal with that yourself. I don't. I, I, y'all are lucky because. You'll say you don't like dealing with them and don't get them that often. I swear to God, I've I've got more than I care to count in just my eight years of doing this, including right. old girl that went viral. Like, how did yo? I still that, don't get how man. you had a chick try to take off your shoe. No, but Larry, stage. you hit you hit the nail on the head, and that's when it kind of clicked for me. It's like she was embarrassed proof. 
Right. There, like there was nothing I could say or right. do to de-escalate from any point. Mm -hmm. She was triggered. It was now her show. It was her moment to be on. So at what point did you feel like, like, was it a point in your career? Was it a, a certain heckler? Was it just something that you learned in it where you like, I'm, 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 I'm cutting you off at this point because you don't have an embarrassing bone in your body. Well, um, a couple of instances right where things could have gotten violent. Yeah. Ooh. And um, I realized that no matter what happens, you always have to stay in control when you're on the microphone. Mm, and nice. even though we're human and, you know, things get to you, you get angry, you still have to stay in control. And so that's the one thing that I learned about becoming a professional that, um, yeah, the person could have asked for it. The person could have been, but you know, what did I do? How did I handle right. it? How did I deescalate the situation or how did I add to it? And so, you, you know, you do self-evaluation and you try to stay two and three steps ahead of the situation so it doesn't get out of hand. Yeah. And that was like in that moment, even I realized I was out outside of what my normal character would be. And I called her a bitch. But mm -hmm. to be fair, she was being a bitch. But even that moment, I learned like that's not the route I want to go because it's no matter what, it's going to escalate on some level. If right. you try, if you it, it, that'd be just like calling somebody a motherfucker on some level like you. Right. It's escalatory in right. some fashion. It's like so she's it's there on the date, right? Say the guy she's with, he can know she's being fucking obnoxious. Right. But once you call her a bitch, now he has to step in and defend to. honor. So it's that, like yeah. that was so what this that was the right. situation at Martinis, right? Huh? Wasn't that the situation situation at Martinis that went viral where the, 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 the lady kept interrupting the, the comics? Yeah, I think and she then, been, you talking about with uh, my man um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was unfortunate. And, but what happened? <laughs> that was which, which one? Because now I'm trying to think. Because there was when the dude got knocked out his shoe, and then yeah, he he had to give him his uh, slipper back. Okay, we're we're talking about the same one. Okay. So the host yep. was was frying the lady, but she had yep. been asking for it because she had heckled and talked to everybody. Set. Right. By, set. by the time yep. the host started going in on her, he was frustrated. Yeah. So right. He started going on, and he ain't let up. Right. Right. So then I, I think remember this. The, the guy tried to step in and, you know, defend her honor. And then, of course, you know, when men get get into it, it's a little different. So then right. he started approaching the stage. And before he could approach the stage, security got his ass. Security I don't said, even know if it was security. I think it was just the host people. Like, you know, because he oh, for real? like some of his homeboys, his buddies, and they just got to him before he got to got to the host. Now, the host could have handed him anyway. Right. He he either way he was he, gonna get knocked out. He was gonna get fucked yeah. up. Right. Yeah. It's just that the guy, whoever friend it was or the host, caught him and hit it didn't even look like he hit him that hard. Man, he hit him hard enough to make that boy shoe no, come he, off. But I'm saying if you looked at it, it like <laughs> but, but can we can we give that quick moment to just again shout out the politeness of Tink? Of Tink. Tink. <laughs> Like, like he's handing somebody their paper, you know. Oh, when he gave his like, shoe back, yeah. Yeah. he gave his shoe back, but he gave it back to him on camera. So it, it's it, like, yeah, it yeah, that was that was Tink's last. That was like the last cherry on top. Like you already, right. <laughs> and then you got Tink handing. Tink made it so much worse. And you like, know, it, like, 
you know Tank was doing it for comedy purposes. Like it wasn't because he was being a good Samaritan. That's what I'm saying. Like he, he was trying to do it for that. Or even if he was trying to be polite, it was right. just like the extra level of disrespect. He, it he like, made it definitely right. funny. And I felt I felt bad for the guy because you know, you never want to go to a comedy show and have that happen. And again, it's a sign of kind of losing losing control of the room. So it's right. like you you always got to stay above that kind of stuff and and kind of it's, it's it can be difficult especially when somebody starts approaching you because now it's like okay how long do what I stay about to do right and when do I you know come out of this shit and defend myself right but the key I, is not yeah. even letting it get that far I mean we've seen but we've seen it we've seen it go situations with comics I think people don't realize most comics not all comics. But most comics aren't mentally stable, mm. right? And it's just like how many comics have we seen when a person approaches the stage and they get somebody's getting fucked up, uh -huh. right? Like, uh, what we had uh, more recently, we had to do not uh, prior to pandemic, we had to do hit somebody with the uh mic stand. I forgot who that was. Uh, back in the day, we had somebody hit somebody with a guitar. You know what I'm saying? Like we've had, yeah, like we've had multiple situations where I remember Tony Spoon used to do a joke where he said, "I know everybody wants to fight comic," and then he pulled out his glove, he put out boxing gloves, and was like, "I'm not the comic you want to fight. I got a set for you too." Like he was just like, "Dog, like I fuck whoever try to fight, we can put on these gloves and fight, bro." <laughs> yeah. I had actually, I yeah. had boxing yeah. gloves in my, Spoon, in my car. Spoon, Spoon's a goon, yo. Spoon, definitely. And he's yeah, so definitely. funny. Like, he wanted to... I tell him about this all the time. I'm like, yo, you one of the meanest, funny motherfuckers I've ever seen. Him, Ray Diva, like, they could be funny, but mean funny. And At the same time. And that shit cuts you to white meat. Hilarious, they, though. Right. Yeah. Bruh, it, what what you what, what else uh you got going on, Larry, man? Are you back, are you back out in these streets? I know you just went out to L.A. with... Uh, but with, uh, Chris, Ivan Martin. Chris Carter and Chris... Ivan Martin, I had a good, yeah. good, good run with those guys. And um, we went to LA, and my man, um, Amra, uh, just, just, just really good people, man. They treated me real swell. Um, so that I was the Wells there. drink, right? Huh? That was the Wells drink. I think that was the name of the place, but it was a yeah. nice spot. The one in LA it was in Bakersfield. So we did Bakersfield, and then Sunday, the next um, day, we was in, we were in North Carolina at a Dave and Buster's. So this uh, this Wednesday, I'm doing my comedy slash birthday show at the Terror Cafe, which is 101 West St. Paul Street, and that's going to be tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Like, and that then, was the radio voice. I mean, that you just asked me voice. what I had going He's, on. Yeah, that was the radio voice. But so. can, can, uh, if uh, the tape can get played back, if the tape can get played back, Larry, you really are from a different generation because you straight up said they treated me real swell. Yeah, yeah. Golly gee whiz, I went out to LA and uh, that's, I just, that, I just like the radio that's, voice that he put on. Though that was the part that made me die, yo. Like, and I ain't talking about. I'm talking about like Humphrey Bogart, Ever G. Robinson. That's how they in the black and white movies, gangsters. That's the trick. He's a swell guy, he's a swell guy. So, listen, also, I had a radio show, WEAA, which is Throwback Saturdays, comes on every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. We play throwback music, of course, that's the name. We play great music, had great topics and discussions that impact the community, and that comes on every Saturday at 10 to 12. 
and you can stream it weaa.org see but all right so alert i just i want i want you got to teach me how you do the voice bro because it's like it's your voice is the same Slow it's just it down and your he accent take, he take it no down no his awesome. accent but do you realize that his accent turns off for a second it's all because <laughs> well, when you drop it in octave, you can't have an accent. It just goes to a different yeah. level. He turns his accent off for a second. No, Two no, seconds. Listen. Eddie knows this. Eddie's full of shit because Eddie manages <laughs> a lot of. I know he does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie. Eddie is about six five and two fifty. Yeah. No, you close to three. Thank you. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. I'm closer to 350. What the fuck you talking about? We know good and hell well Eddie never once answers a phone like, yo, this is Eddie. No, he's like, "Uh, this is Eddie. How can I help you? So, so Eddie, (laughs) the point is this. Never. Goes up an octave. You're a big black guy. Look like you just got off the Ravens offensive line. (laughs) (laughs) You can't go in a white establishment and talk like you normally would talk. You code switch. That's what it's called. I don't code switch. You I do, do I do op. No, I don't. I often change. I do. You, you can't go and manage your hooters and talk to them motherfuckers like you talk to us. Everybody octave switches. Yes. Right. So, and I know so, Terrence does it too. Yeah, I, I know I do it. Yeah. Terrence talks like a black I don't guy code switch. Listen. Conversation. What, all right. So, hold on, hold on. Let's have a convo. What is code switching? Nah, because I'm being dead ass, right? Like, in my opinion, code switch is like, I wouldn't say the same things. Nah, code switching is understanding. You understand the scenario in which you're in and the people in which you're surrounded by, and certain things don't go the same way. Right. It's it's basically having appropriate conversations, appropriate um dialogue, appro- appropriate dialect, appropriate dark jargon, depending on what the situation is. So if you're in a corporate situation in the workplace. You can't have informal conversation the same as you would around your friends, as, yeah. and, okay. and, and a lot of it, a lot of the code switching is cultural, because there are say. things that, as Black people, as Hispanic people, you know, things that we'll say amongst each other, but when you're in a mainstream setting, it would not be appropriate. See, now this is, and that's why I get a pushback. Now we talk about dialect, right, or like certain shit we can't talk about, right? Right. Uh, I'm with you on that part. But when it comes to like, example. but I'm gonna change I, the call. I talk like this. I say nigga and everything. I have a Baltimore accent. So yes. So so when I'm around people from Baltimore or informal conversation, instead of saying head, I'll say head. He hit him in the head, right? But if <laughs> but if I'm in a corporate <laughs> setting, then that would not necessarily be appropriate, even though I may be understood. I wouldn't say head. I would say head. So see, no, I no, managed, I don't. I manage okay. the the Baltimore accent. And no, but no, 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 no. What I'm saying, is like, all right. So this is what I feel, right? If you like code switching in the sense of like, you wouldn't allow this to happen. Like the biggest one, right? Is like, uh, the biggest. Like I'm trying to make sure I say this correct way, and in an exact way that it would happen, right? If a white guy, if a white guy at your job was like, "What up, my nigga?" In the streets, you knock him out. At work, you go to HR. You get what I'm saying? Like that's not that's no, not that's coaching. Not, you just no, at work. That's not that's not coaching. You just at work, bro. No, that's not coaching. Coach switching. No, 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 no. But this is my thing. This is my thing. This is my thing. Hold on, hold on. When I say when I think of code switching, I'm like, oh, I'm around. I'm outside. I'm around a whole bunch of white guys, and a white guy say, "Nigga, 
and I don't do shit, but around a whole bag of black guys, I want to knock them out. You that's see what I'm saying? Like, that's code switching to me. That's not that's a good code switching. Code switching would be like, if I'm sitting here talking to you fellas, and y'all are black, and I'm like, hey, this motherfucker did it like this, and then I turn around mm-hmm. and talk to white people, and I'm like, that motherfucker did the one action there. Like, that's code switching. Yeah. It's not the best. Because some, some people would consider motherfucker more to be in a black community type of thing where motherfucker is more of an angry white people thing. All right, right? Let, me, like, let me explain to you like this, Eddie. You ever heard your mom answer the phone and by the way she's speaking, you can tell, okay, she's talking to a white person. No, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. My no, mom but, never did that shit. Okay, Eddie. But you fucking understand what I'm talking about. Sometimes no, no, I do know what you're saying. Okay, no, 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 no. But what, listen, listen, listen. It's like this. It's like when you're talking to somebody and you adjust the way you're speaking to them, because you know that's what you do. Like, like I know when in my household, somebody white called my house. My grandmother would talk to them a lot differently than if it's her girlfriend down the street. She's conducting business at this point, so of course. She's a little bit more proper. But see, that's what I'm saying. I don't feel that's code switching. That's the point I'm trying to make. That is code switching. switching. How is that code switching? It's code because it's you're aware of. You're not speaking code, like nigga. Oh my god, you're still switching the way that you talk. I've had this argument with other people. You're switching. You're switching a part of your dialect. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get, I get, I get. You switching parts of your dialect for work or business. That's not code switching because everybody does that. When that we bring up, mean, no, it's code switching. It's, but it's my, part you of know that. what I'm what I'm saying. When you bring up code switching as black people, when we bring up code switching, we talking about how you act around white people versus how you act around black people. Not you necessarily. Know what I'm saying? Not yeah. business. Listen. Not work. We Eddie. talking about just in general. No, generally code switching is in the workplace. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, but work. everybody has a work voice. White people have a work voice and no. an outside voice. No, no. White people generally speak the way they do all the fucking time. Now, no, they yeah. don't. Eddie. Look at fucking Terrence, nigga. Eddie, <laughs> you, you, know what? you pick the blackest white dudes you can find. You <laughs> I only know real black white dudes, son. <laughs> I just said when not- Terrence code switches, he talks white instead of how he normally talks. I was going to say, like, like that's Terrence code switch. I guess that's the best way to put it is is because I, I I just say the way I talk, but I, I don't I don't know. I guess it's just different. But thank some you, Gina. Switch. Thank you, Gina. I'm trying. Y'all don't hang around enough white people, including Terrence. The motherfuckers talk. They don't talk the same, bro. They talk one way at work, nigga. Like I hang out. My supervisor talks one way when his when his boss is around, and a completely different way when it's just me and him. And that boy white as shit. John Twig that- is my boy. Eddie, we're not saying that white people don't code switch, but it's generally not a term that's made up for them because that's they my ge- point. They generally don't have to change. We are the ones who have to have to do things differently because culturally we're not always accepted if we show up as who we really are. You're going into a world that's corporate or anything like that. You have to come across as the the the, the coach. Yeah, the coach right. switching is, is so you, the simple so you talk shit. More nasal, corporate so recognition, more trusting. It's something that 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 happens that started from slavery. Hey man, 
I, I know what you, I, I this the part you just hit is the part I was talking about. The work shit is not the same to me. I'm sorry. That's just it's all, that's, it's all, all I'm, that's the only point that I'm making. It's that's the only point that I was making. It's all intertwined. I don't and think I it bet is. you, especially based because I would this I would be mad at a black person Eddie, that switch. I bet Eddie goes up two octaves just because of how much of a bitch you're acting about this right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> two octaves. Uh, I'm Eddie. Can I help I'm you? I'm so glad that? you're at Omaha. Me, you, me, you gonna have to fucking fight, bro. Me, you have to go to hands. No, I, I, okay. I mean, we we ain't gotta keep going down it. I I I concede. I but just course, saying. I mean, there's different forms and ways to coach. Which, like, you wouldn't talk to to Terrence the same way you talk to your grandmother. No, but that's. A, Come on, man. That's part of it, though. That's what you're... No, what you're not man. Yes, it is. If we're talking about code switching, listen, code switching is a derogatory way. If we're talking about code switching, right, the true code switching that black people be talking about, we're just talking about acting a different way in front of what... We're not talking about, hey, I show more respect to my grandma than I would turns punk ass. No, like, that's two different things. First off, We all would do that. I white, black, or indifferent. We all talk to our grandparents different than we talk to regular Joe Blows. And guess what, um, Eddie? So that's not cool. We, we also talk to it's our supervisor a little different than we would talk to someone that that's our, our work buddy. You don't talk to your supervisor the same way. It's out of respect and reverence for your fucking job because it wouldn't for be my job. But not for I don't act like I'm a fucking oh, oh yeah yeah I got to oh, I'm not doing that dumbass shit. Right. We're not but it's still about, not, everybody has a work about, voice. We're not talking about talking different around white people yeah. at a nightclub. We're talking about in the fucking office in the workplace. That's what I'm talking. I'm sorry. But that's that's cold switch. Okay, now we're gonna get to it. Fuck it, because we already here at this point. Code switching to me is, is in the comedy world. It's talking one way in mainstream and talking another way in urban. That's code switching. And I don't fucking do that shit either. So okay. we might we might slow words down, but the same shit that I talk about in a black room is the same shit I talk about in a mainstream room. The pattern, it might be different. That's not code switching, though. I know who's, I have to talk slower. Yeah, who's that's that's a that was a weird stretch for me. No, no, no I'm saying you, that's, you that's just said that code, if you that's what code up, switching that's is code to switch. me. No, that's what's no 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 motherfucker. Are you real? Are we really being all the way technical right now, motherfucker? No, hey, I'm you're asking. The one, you're the one being kind of technical because you're overthinking it. I think so too. I think you like. I think. Well, if a motherfucker tell black jokes in the black room, yeah. and then go to a white room and tell the jokes differently. That, yeah. that's not really what code switching is. Yeah, like, that's, I don't, that's what it is. What I don't give a shit about his heading speed and which direction and how quick he's going to get there. We've explained code switching to you, Eddie. I can't get no more thorough than this. It just don't get that more. Yeah, you just won't agree, Eddie. <laughs> just gotta agree to disagree. Y'all fucking I think Eddie, here's what I think you're thinking. You just take it a contrary. I think you're thinking no reason. Code switching is like kind of Tom. Like, oh, you're gonna act different around white folks than you do around black people. And that's we've seen comics do that, right? Exactly. That's pandering. It's not the that, same. That's as pandering. Code switching. Yes, very much so. That's pandering to your audience. It's not the same as cold switch. I nah, I feel like cold switch. You so hold on, hold on. So you think it's okay to like we can pander the audiences when we just trying to make? I don't think pander. it's okay to pander. I don't think it's what? okay to pander. No, 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 no. hell no, don't pander. 
It's not oh, ever pander to your audience. No, what? It's, it's, in, it's inauthentic. It's hacky. It's no, I would never pander to the audience. Hold on. What, okay. What is your definition of pandering to an audience? Pandering is making like the low hanging fruit type of jokes or references or comments to, to get like the, the cheap laughs, the cheap thrills. The, the, the shitty things that you could sit there and say that I know is going to win them over because it's super easy, super cheap, whatever. That's pandering to saying things that they kind of want to hear. That's how I think of pandering. And, yeah, so, and, and things that you really don't believe. You're exactly. Yes. See, that, I think that's different. That's lying to your audience. And I don't, no, I that's don't pandering. It's pandering. When, okay, when it's coupled, when it's coupled, when it's coupled with intentionally going out to please the audience, not well, that's through what we the craft, but not right. through the craft of your original. Let me, comedy. let me give you an example. Let's say Terrence yeah. came to a black audience and he started talking black because he was in the in front of a black audience, but he mm. normally didn't talk that way. That's pandering. See, that's code switching to me. So that's what we, our definition is. That's why our definitions are changed up. I'm I'm not being an asshole. I was being real to you. So Pander, if I okay, listen. If I'm in a room, if I'm in PA, right, and I want to talk about sports because Pennsylvania is big in sports, right? The whole state is big in sports. I just start talking to the crowd about sports. I, I'm pandering to me. That's pandering the audience. But I can talk sports with anybody. It's not like I'm going out of my way. To talk sports, I talk sports with anybody. I just might do more sports shit in Philly than I do in DC. So, you get so, what I'm saying? Like that, that to me, that's more pandering, right? When I'm just trying to like indulge the audience. If I'm hosting a show that, like, when I do the hideout and I'm just hosting a show, I, you know, what I'm saying, like, yo, let's just have a conversation. Let's that's, let's that's talk. not let's pandering, Eddie. That's a joke okay. for your audience and yeah, the that's... topic that you know they can relate to. Pandering will be saying, "I love the fucking sports scene because you're in that town, but you don't." Yeah, oh, yeah don't like, really like literally, it would it would be like what Larry is saying. I I change up the whole way that I talk. Oh, this motherfucker! Like, if I'm really like a this motherfucker type of guy, like, and then right after that, I could be like, "Hot sauce," right? Like some shit that Hillary Clinton did. Like, I always got this hot <laughs> right. sauce in my purse type that of was, shit. That like, was, that's, that's pandering a, like a motherfucker. Like, that's pandering. Like that's that's I I'm saying what I think you want me want to me say. say. I'm pulling hot sauce out her fucking purse because she was in front of a black audience. Right, and, and, yeah, and, that and was, this, she was so weird. I don't know who fucking did that. And that's the thing is, like, if I, I sat here and said this whole deal like a hot sauce, it's it's inauthentic because I don't even believe like that's not my thing. But mm -hmm. her like it's pandering because she was so fucking clueless about why that why she would thought that that was tied to the black community voter base or however that whole right. thing went. That's what made she, it why, why she wouldn't even understand how that could be offensive. Exactly. That's oh, pandering. The, the, That's pandering. Right. So you're, okay. I'm going to just leave that shit alone. Y'all got it. <laughs> Y'all got it, gentlemen. I'm listening. I don't, there's I'm no listening. more evidence that can be provided at this point, damn it. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I, nah I just think, I, I, I think, I don't know. I, and I am fucked up for it. But, like, sometimes I go, like, what the definition of something is. And then if if it's not a if it's not a Webster or a fully agreed upon definition, sometimes my definition is off. Hey, you all. need to understand, man, we abuse the hell out of the English language here in America. Right. Man, that's, I mean, what's the name? I, I get it. See, like, because that's what I'm, I'm like, because if you really go off of the, the word pander, it doesn't mean any of the shit that y'all just said. Just, I'm going to make sure y'all know that. But did you, did you look it up, Eddie? Yes, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, read the shit then. Tell us how it's gratify or indulge. 
That's what pandering means. Okay, is that the only definition, though? Because most of the times, these things, is, if you look definition. at two or three definitions, then it'll right. kind of tell you what we just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so similar. Indulge, gratify, satisfy, cater to, give in to, fulfill, yield See? to, bow to, humor, right. please accommodate, go along with. Right, that's more along the lines of what we were talking about. Or you can look at Merriam-Webster. It says someone who caters to or exploits the weaknesses of others. The catering to. That's that Hillary Clinton shit. That'd be the shit that I do if I go to fill in the blank, you know, black room. And I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me let me say the things that I think you want me to find funny. But this, all right. So this is the thing, though, Larry. This, we were talking about this shit yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think like the biggest thing right now, right, is we were talking about 50 Cent and Kanye. When they they did the lines, uh, uh, change the style up. If they hate them, if 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 they hate, then let them hate them. Watch the money pile up. up. Mm -hmm. Do you think that certain comics are like rappers in the sense of like they try to go for the audience that's going to pay them the most money, or they try to cater or pander to audiences that are going to pay the most money, or do you think comics are more like yo? If you find me funny, you find me funny. Well, I just think that comedy is such a personal thing. It's not as, um, is 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 not as mainstreamable. I guess if I'm making up a fucking word, it can't. It, let put it like this: It's not really going to reach the same amount of people as music can. Right. So, comedy, you basically have to do what what your which what you know, what your experiences are. And so you kind of can get a following through that. It's more organic mm-hmm. um, because, you know, people are either going to find you funny or they're not. And so you're jumping around trying to figure out what makes people laugh instead of what you find funny and explaining to them in a way that they find funny. Um, you're not really going to be that successful doing it that way. Now, I think some comics have seen things or have tried something and then they was like, oh, okay, that worked for this audience. And they may pander to a degree. But generally speaking, it's a little bit more um, realistic and, and organic than that. Mm-hmm. Than music can be. Like, I tell you, I'll give you a perfect example. Boys to Men, their first album was strictly R&B, right? A great, yeah. great album. Real soulful, good use of their voices. And then they made this song called End of the Road, which was on the, uh, the Boomerang soundtrack. He had so much success with that that they start making a bunch of songs that sounded like that. So then they start doing nothing but that type of shit, and that's how they went pop. Comics generally don't do that. Hmm. Okay. Now they stick to such a individualized, personalized line. They don't get that opportunity, right? right? Like that's right. Now, now, now some may evolve. I mean, you may start out like doing urban shit or whatever, and then you realize like, yo, I can make way more money, have more of an impact if I went mainstream and I tailored my jokes and my comedy to reach a, a wider uh, array of audience. Right. Right. Then is that necessarily pandering or that's evolving? See, that's and that's and this is where this is where I think the shit gets confused. Uh, who was it? Scarface said that shit. He was like, uh, he was talking about how like he didn't think. He said Houston has such great rappers that nobody will ever know about because they 
kept making the shit about Texas because mm-hmm. you could you don't have to leave Texas to be a millionaire. You can just right. keep touring Texas and be just fine. like just like being in New York. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like so, like you have certain comics that do their city jokes and like the, the local. What is a, a local comics, right? Excuse me. They only do jokes that the city understands, mm-hmm. and then so they they never understand why they get bigger outside of the city. But I don't. What a, it's money on urban and it's money on mainstream. I don't right. think I. But if you don't, if you can't reach a large amount of people, you're not going to be as successful as you could be. Does that make sense? Like that. That's my thought. Is I, am I wrong on that? No, but because like, oh, go ahead. It depends on depends on what your goal is and and who do you want to be. Like yeah. Bernie Mac was considered an urban comic, and it took Bernie Mac a long time to make it longer than the other kings of comedy because he was unapologetic about how he showed up and what how he was going to you know um 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 have people see him. So he was right. unapologetically black. He didn't he didn't code switch. He didn't change shit up. And what happened is because he stuck to who he was, eventually white people came along and 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 discovered him anyway. Right. But isn't that better? Like that's my that's my thing though, right? If you, I, I feel like me and you always talk about the urban mainstream shit, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the I, like I truly don't like giving a fuck about it. Like being dead ass, like and like the two like the two different rooms, right? Like uh, a, 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 a a fellow comedian, I was trying, I was about to not say her name, but fuck it. Maria Sanchez came up to me, he's like, "Yo, yeah, I want to do some of them the white shows you be doing." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, yeah, yeah you know the little mainstream joints you be doing. Like everybody really has this delusion that I only do mainstream rooms, and I'm like, I just do rooms. Whoever shows the fuck up, shows the fuck up. I don't know who's going to show up before they show up. But I promote every, it. I promote it as many people. If you no, keep, no. Doing, if you keep doing rooms and it's a predominantly white audience, then what does that say? But I don't have a predominantly white audience. That's my point. You came. You came to fucking. You came to stay fair. If, if before you came to stay fair, you would say that was a white room, right? And it was. It wasn't. It was way more black people. Like it was by far. Heavy. Eddie. It was two white. It was four white people there. Eddie. The entire show. You I knew like, y'all was gonna say that. You shit. sound like Wayne Brady talking about. I do Def Jam too. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Eddie, you, come on, bro. Eddie, you come generally on, are looked at as a mainstream comic because you operate in that realm. Generally speaking, can you do both? Yes, you can. If you do a show, generally speaking. Do black people show up sometimes? Yes. But when you do DuPont <laughs> and all that other shit, you know. <laughs> what the fuck? I've had it be black people at DuPont too. Yeah, be- but I said predominantly white. It's not even, it's in DC. Like what the fuck? Hey, 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 Eddie, Eddie. DC has not been the chocolate city for some time, sir. A right. long time. A long right. time. Right. right. It dropped underneath 50%, like I think like five years ago. Right. So most of those shows are predominant, most of those shows are predominantly white, Eddie. 
So what the fuck does that bastard. mean? It's not even predominantly. No, 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 no. It's not even predominantly white. It's predominantly mixed. Like you can't put a fucking number fuck on it. Something predominantly mixed. It is because it's not. You don't know who's in that motherfucker. Look at the pictures, y'all. Be listen. You sound. You know what it sound like right now? You sound like the young lady who jumped on yesterday. They call it Lloyd Lee White. That's what you no. sound like right now. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like <laughs> somebody just pinged Eddie's emotions. And now it's yeah, you know, just passionate about this. I, I ain't no really mainstream. It's, it's, I it's really majority, do. It's majority mixed. No, 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 right? no, 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 if we've really gone off the honest truth of mainstream, mainstream is mixed. That's just for real, for real. There's white rooms, Latin rooms, black rooms, and mainstream rooms. That's black not people true, always. Yes, it is. Yes, because if you go to the Mago Lindo, if you go to Mago Lindo, what do you call that? That's a mainstream room? Or is that a Latin room? What room? Mexico, uh, Mexico, uh, what is it? Mexico Golf, Mexico, whatever the fuck that's just called. It's a they got a Latin night. Can it'll be all Spanish people Eddie, in that bitch? Eddie, Eddie. it's a Latin night, Eddie, right? Listen. If you got a, a a group made up of generally minorities, that's not going to be called mainstream. That's not what you call mainstream. You know that. So if you got a goddamn bunch of Latins in a room. That's not a fucking mainstream room. It's a Latin room. Right. And if, when we say urban, we know we're talking about black people. It's exactly. So when you so say we, if you say mainstream, you're talking that, about white people. That generally means white. But it's mixed. That's my point, Larry. Oh, my God. A mainstream room that can be true. mixed, Eddie, but generally it's predominantly white. Just stop pandering to the white people, Eddie. That's, that's what you, we're ho. taking away. Fuck you, ho. <laughs> Man, stop playing with me like that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. No, I. You know why I get mad about this shit? Because it's like it's like I, I just said this to tell us why you mad, son. No, this is really why I'm mad. I'm being dead ass because I hate when, when white comics shit on urban rooms. I literally have to check them, right? I got you. So, and, and the main reason why is because it's like you're 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 diminishing a, a, a style of comedy, right? That. We all know that you motherfuckers wish y'all could do. Right. And half of your biggest white Bill Burr style is a really a, is a quote unquote urban room style. The right. shit that he talks about is right. very generalized, so it's accepted by a lot of people. It's the same thing. That's no, why bosses get away with tell, that shit. You can always tell gen, a, a white comic that 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 came up in a black room because it's just they they they're more aggressive. They're generally funnier. They just have a certain style about them. Even when they make the transition to start doing mainstream, you can still tell, like, he can handle himself in the black room. And a lot of mainstream comics can't. They but that's my, and that's my point. But that's my point, Larry. This is where, this is where even, I start even, having trouble Even the black shit. guys who come up in the mainstream room, sometimes they go in the urban room, they're going to get ate the fuck up. But, you, but this is the kicker, Larry. Urban has the same problem. Like you can't like we can we can sit here and try to deny it no, all we no, want no. to. No, no, I get what urban you're saying. Because, because what, do you, what do you mean they have the same problem? I'd say if they have urban comics try to go into mainstream problem. rooms, if urban comics try to go into mainstream too. rooms, they yeah. they fail horribly. But here's because the difference. You, you don't know how to slow down. Here's Nobody knows the fuck you're talking about. Here's the difference, and it, they, some of the the cultural references are too you know it's too narrow. So right. it, only people from your culture or from your way of life will understand. That that right. type of comedy. The thing is, it's a different response, though. You go to a mainstream room if you're not doing well, they'll still give you a chance to make it out alive. 
you yeah. pull that shit in the urban room, the motherfuckers will boo your ass off the stage. They might throw shit at you. It depends on what room you go to. They're not going to sit back in that. You know, a lot of the mainstream rooms, they'll give you a chance, even if they don't think you're funny. They'll still kind of let you go through the motions because they generally appreciate the fact that you're up there. Black rooms, they like, motherfucker, you got about 60 seconds to be funny. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm being, I'm being completely honest with you. It's, in my, what's the name? It is better for a black room to do that than it is for a white room just to sit there and look at you. Right. Because we had this saying that says, you could be do comedy, you could be doing comedy for 10 years as a white comic and not know you ain't funny. Right. <laughs> but yeah. you, but, but, that, but, but this is the kick, uh, Larry. You try and tell me you've seen, like, and I'm not trying to shit on my people. I'll, this is why I'm just trying to decode, like, uh, I, I, I'll never get there. But this is why my sensitive level is the way it is. It's because I get a lot of, er, like, quote unquote, again, urban comics who do only urban rooms. And then they come to, they like, I'm funny. I'm motherfucking funny. Right? Because a lot of the times in urban rooms, we let niggas get away with shit mm -hmm. that they should not be getting away with. And then they bring that bullshit over the mainstream side. What do you mean by that? Mainstream... So, all right. Provide me. In an urban answer. rooms, a lot of people freestyle. A lot of people do not write in urban rooms. Like, let's just call it what it is. If we really going, if we really going, like a lot of people don't write. So what happens is a lot of people step on each other. They <laughs> step on each other's jokes. They step on each other's fucking punchlines because everybody, you're just trying to get to the funny. You just, you know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes you know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Sometimes mm -hmm. you don't. More or less, you know what you're doing. But majority of the times, what it is, is you go on stage. you like, oh, I had this shit that was funny to me. Oh, I remember this joke that I was doing. And then you do the joke, and everybody laughs, but they're not even laughing at you. They just remembered the joke. So they laughing at the joke that they remember somebody else doing. Right? When you take that shit over to the mainstream side, you don't get it because you can't just... Add a fucking twist to the shit and get away with it on the mainstream side. It has to click. Both rooms need each other. That's my. That's why I get upset off of it. Mainstream but, comics need urban rooms. Urban rooms need ain't mainstream too. Or urban why, comics need why, mainstream. Why do, you, comics. why do you say that? Because it, it's mainstream is is more writing. It's more. It's more. I've seen more comics get called out or put it put in a place. For stealing jokes on mainstream than I ever have in urban. Now I've seen bigger blow-ups in urban, but not as many call-outs. You see what I'm saying? Like what and, and, and if you if you if you steal a joke from you know what I'm saying, majority urban com uh, 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 a hashtag quote unquote urban comic, if they figure out that you stole your joke, oh you might get knocked the fuck out. That's just a fact. But on mainstream, I've seen comics call out other comics. For doing other comics jokes, a lot, a lot more. If you say calling out, I've seen it a lot more in mainstream than I have in urban. Yeah, kind of like what Joe Rogan did to Carlos Messia. Exactly. It's it's, it's and, and and it lasts longer, right? Like what Capone was on here. Capone was talking about he knocked the dude out on stage because he stole his joke. We it's but it's done and over with. On mainstream side, motherfucker, you get labeled as a joke thief. You don't, you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers just stop fucking with you, right? You get what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like, um, 
the reason why urban needs mainstream is because motherfuckers need to learn how to write. Because at the end of the day, when you keep doing shit that only only exists on D and DC or only exists in Baltimore or only exists in New York, Alabama, wherever the fuck you at, right? Then you're going to keep playing those places. And when you leave that place, if anybody ever heard that joke before, it's just going to be like, ah, he funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he funny. But they ain't going to really laugh. It's a lot of motherfuckers that just do urban rooms because they know it's safe. You funny around black people. Cool. But, but, some but you ain't never had to write a joke in your life. But Eddie, some people have made millions of dollars just being funny to black people. Who says you got to also be funny to white people? You not don't. Say, that's my point. Th I listen, don't think you... Listen, you don't have to be just way, funny to white people or black people. You should just be funny to go, people. The same way a white comic can go and just be funny to white people, he don't give a fuck a black people think he funny because he's not playing for them. I'm not now, saying I'm not now, no, no no that's two different conversations, Larry. That's two different conversations. Really it's really that's it is. That's if you stay in there to make money. I'm not saying stay there to make money. I'm saying as a black as an urban comic, we should we should be holding ourselves more account. That you remember the blackest fuck series when we was talking when he was talking about uh are the movies good because they were a good movie, or are we saying they're a good movie because they were black? They were made by black people. You see what I'm saying? Like, are we saying comics are really good because they're good, or are we saying they're good because they're black? That's all I'm saying. Eddie. I Eddie, don't like that shit. Eddie, listen. You can be funny to a specific group of people, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's called niche. I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that, Larry. That's not my point. That's kind of what you're saying. No, it's not. You're saying if you're only funny to black people, then... Oh, you a good comic. Oh, you a great comic. And I'm saying yes. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. That's not what I said at all. That's not what I said at all. Larry. Okay, so what? Am, I what, said, am I, what am I missing, Eddie? Explain it to me. Like I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I think what he's what Eddie's doing a very poor job at communicating <laughs> is Eddie's trying to say, in his view, I think, is that if you want to consider yourself a or better yourself even as a comic, you need both rooms because of the lessons in both rooms and That's both rooms need one another to take the lessons that you learn from those rooms. I'm, yes. That's He's basically stating, but it's neither room is better rooms. or worse. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say neither room is better or worse. That's literally what I'm saying. Well, neither that's, room not, is, that's, that's not literally what you said. That I said that up front. Well, I literally said that was a, in a, in a very convoluted. I would have never known that's what the fuck you. Were I, I know that's <laughs> so. It's Larry, that's the thing. It's, it's taking me. It's taking me months of being on this podcast to learn how to speak. It's like Eddie. you need an interpreter. I, I learned how to speak Eddie here, because yo. because Eddie Eddie will start here. He'll be like, "So I got the best uh, open air show in DC. No brag. I got that three hundred seats. And um, but but." So so it's like this. So when you make a pizza, right, you you, you got to get the dough, right? And so right. you put the flour in with the water, but the water the water comes from the water treatment plant, right? So at the water treatment plant, you hey, got fuck you, and then he comes back, you're like, you, oh, so you were just then, trying to tell me, and then the, he'll the, say, the that's literally it. what I, I'm like, yeah. no, motherfucker, that, you didn't. No, you know what? I'm gonna send you the clip of where I said that first. That's the first thing I said. Maybe, maybe you did say it, but it was just so well hidden in all the rest of like the. But the water treatment plant—they're the right. same. The water treatment plant, though, is. 
Listen, man. I, listen, I'm not saying it is said. I'm just saying neither one is better or worse. And so what so what where I get where I get frustrated is it's like when mainstream, I said this up front, when mainstream comics try to shit on urban comics, and when urban comics try to shit on mainstream, neither one is better. Like some people just talk a certain way. And when they talk a certain way, certain people like them. Now, when this goes to the code switching train. If I'm talking to if I talk like this all the time and majority white people fuck with it, did I code switch to hate hang out with white people? No, because I talk like this all the time. To be honest, white people don't want to really see a black comic child to be white. They want to see you be your authentic self. Right. So I said that this, I, said, I was just saying that to somebody else, actually. But, but so that's my that's my point. So like if you get a black comic on that side and they're on the mainstream side or the white side, right? And that comic's not changing up him how he's talking. He just talks, that's how he talks, and white people fuck with him. What's wrong with that? But you'll get, and this is what I'm saying, this is where he, like, you get shitted on as a black guy for being, and Terrence, this is why I don't understand why you don't agree with me on this shit, but as a black guy, you get shitted on because you, like, nigga, I go to where I go. Like, I don't what, give a fuck What do you mean I don't I agree with you on? No, no, because white, com I've seen white comics who only do urban rooms get shitted on by white comics for they don't never be on the mainstream side. Like, oh, motherfucker, yeah, you go where that. you go. I mean, shit it on nobody... I mean, well, I can't say shitted on. I want to be very clear that I, I think I've been shitted on, but maybe I wasn't shitted on. Either way, I know maybe I've had me. other comics tell me that I wouldn't fit their crowd. Mm -hmm. And that's to say, like, it's that's frustrating because it's one of those things of you assuming that whatever you think that my style is in these rooms that you associate me with, that that that's a certain style that that right. somehow it can't be different or the funny doesn't translate whatever. If you're right. saying that, I understand that, and I would agree. But it yeah, does that's though. That's my point. Like the like like Larry, we we had we you had a dude at your show the other day, and I was like that nigga funny as shit. And he was mm -hmm. like he'll do good in the mainstream side. People were laughing at him. So it's like, dude, like yeah, all right. This goes what we were talking on the other interview. Sometimes you're not gonna get the belly laugh. Some niggas not gonna get. Some people not gonna get that shit. You know what I'm saying? But Eddie, come on, let's be honest. All right, we've heard people's sets, and we can tell that set would do much better in a mainstream crowd. That's yeah. a fact, but that Even doesn't mean that it wasn't was getting, funny. Relatively getting laughs in a black room, you can tell. Like, okay, that's the joke that really would hit in the mainstream. It's a different. It's just like music. You got R&B and you got pop. Now, there are certain songs or certain artists that could do both, but generally speaking, people stay in their life. It's just that simple. Comedy is no different. You got a song, you got an artist like a Michael Jackson who could do RB and pop right. and be right. equally as good in both genres. And then right. you got somebody who's a fucking Celine Dion, who even though people may appreciate her voice, she ain't gonna be competing with Patty LaBelle. <laughs> Because her music genre is different. All right, but would you say the genre was better or worse compared no, to No, I'm not genre? saying that. It's a preference. That's and that's that's what I'm saying. Mainstream ain't better than urban. That was probably and urban ain't better than mainstream. That was probably one of the quickest, that, no. best ways Eddie's ever tied up a point. But not, none of us, none of us said that for you didn't even have to make that a defense. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying that we said that. I'm not saying that we said that. I said that's how, but that's how people treat it. Because yeah, they'll be like, oh, yeah. he a mainstream comic. Yeah, yeah, fair point. What?
Like you know, like nigga, that's disrespectful, bro. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, mainstream comedy. That's it's disrespectful. Like, it's like it's, it's like saying, "Oh, he's an R and B singer." Would Keith Sweat get upset if you said, "I'm an R and B singer"? No. No, but that's would you call Keith? Now, does it mean that he won't have a song on the pop chart? But he's an R and B singer. So if somebody calls you an urban comic or mainstream comic, it's not necessarily offensive. It's just that that's the lane that they generally see you in. I just like comic. I just like he's a comedian. That's all I like. I'm just being honest with you. I don't. I don't want to hear that shit. I, I, I me personally, like I don't like that shit. I don't get. Like I'm not that. gonna fight somebody over this shit unless I just I don't. Fuck with them. I don't know. It <laughs> sound like you pretty was goddamn choked. Definitely, definitely. Like you were getting a little choked up. Like we'll we'll run the clips, man. Like your eyes started to water. I ain't gonna. Like, fuck, no, no. I'm saying unless I really just don't fuck with the person that I might fight them off of that shit. Like, but I ain't gonna. I'm just saying. I'm like. I, I guess more or less. It, it, I know it affected me when I was a younger comic. It really don't affect me as much now because I'm like, but you want to do my show though, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> so it don't affect that me part. now. That part, yeah, that part. You want to do my show though, but as a newer comic, I'm like, I feel bad for newer comics because I'll be like, damn, I wish somebody would have did that shit for me when I was young, like when I was coming up. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I learned, I learned from Howard and Ricky um, Shackleford, Howard G and Ricky Shackleford. And they taught me to, to make myself marketable in, in, in different audiences. So first right. I started with the urban audience, and then they also had mainstream rooms, and they had churches. And so just from being affiliated with them and learning from them, I learned how to be funny in all three of those rooms. And, of course, that increases your marketability, which is which increases your, your profit. Because it's right. like, okay... Like you said, there's some urban comics who know they can't do a mainstream. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like they won't even feel comfortable taking the gig. Or if you know you can't do a church, you're not going to take the gig. So I never wanted to have to turn money down because my skill level wouldn't allow me to be funny in different places. So I learned how to make those adjustments. Facts. Yo. If they hate, then let them hate, but watch the money pile up. Larry Lancaster. (laughs) Larry Lancaster. Thank you, sir, for coming on. This has been awesome, bro. You going out tonight? No, no, I'm chilling, man. All right, I see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. We but, see y'all next week. Where is that go anyway, Eddie? Where's hold on? It's Tuesday. Eddie always oh, Eddie, no. Eddie like uh, it's Tuesday, one thirty in the morning. Shit, I got a place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah. Eddie. It's fucking nothing to do, but he'll find somewhere. Eddie, yeah. Eddie's like I was just gonna hey, go to Magoo. Man, there's 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 this bar down the street, man. We could definitely kick the mic on. They don't oh, post yeah, before. Tiana Douglas got a show tonight. But it's like, what is it? Ten o'clock, ten thirty now. It's ten seventeen. Man, we out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Be safe. That's why I'm mad with it. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. Get out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need.